What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. Hey, book besties. It's your host, Erica. So, Stevie, what is new in the book world? Um, what am I reading right now? Because that's a loaded question because I have like five books. <laughs> um, I'm reading, now I'm going to blank on the name. I'm reading Laura's new book. Um, Always Mine. Yes. And let me just tell you, I'm obsessed with these new characters. That is my next one to start. I'm so excited so for this whole, this whole series. And this is book one in a new series. Too. Yeah, it's book one of five because it's about five sisters. So each sister will get their, their book. So that's always fun. I know she, but she is such a good author to do with like big series like that. I mean, she's coming off of Willow Springs, which was five books. She just wrapped up a co-write, which was five brothers. Or, well, four brothers and a sister. I always love that when you know going into it to like, because then you're paying attention to the side characters and then you just like become part of the world as well. Right. Like they're your best friends. <laughs> exactly. And then you get so engulfed in the next character and you're like, oh, I want to get their story. Like they need a happily yeah. ever after too. Like you're planning it in your head that they need one. So it's nice yeah. that the author has a plan to like, go into a whole series and do each book I like especially oh, when there's like easter eggs on who they're going to end up with yeah. and you're like oh if they don't end up with this person I'm <laughs> like you know um that's always great too but you don't know until the blurb comes out normally <laughs> and then um what am I starting next I'm starting bank shop next yeah good which I'm really excited about anybody who loves basketball romance I love and and she's a nurse too so you can with I'm not gonna say who I'm gonna stop right there because I don't want to give anything away <laughs> but um but the cover yeah. is the cover is revealing tomorrow yes it is it is I love um well it's it's already been shown that the title's in green and I just love the shade of green me that too. she used on it 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 fits so good with the whole rest of it I like when books um colors like that's the one one of my favorite things about cat's books is that we went from red to blue to this pink color for mm -hmm. Fusia, and then I already know all the colors so I can't spoil it yet but yeah each book <laughs> has their own color and I, I just think Ashley does such an amazing job on those covers and bringing those colors. Oh gosh, those are, those are my absolute favorite. I could stare at those covers all day long, and not be pissed <laughs> off about it. I have, I have the people in the paperback and then I had to do the alt in the hardcover. She's supposed to be sending me my hardcovers. They were my birthday gift, but they weren't in yet. Yeah. She sent me, well, I took a while. Rephrase that. She, she sent me the paperback version and said happy birthday well first she texts me and says you're getting a package from me on friday i said i already know it's coming from kansas and she <laughs> said she was like how'd you figure it out i was like um first you should know that informed delivery on usps is a thing yep yep <laughs> I, I use it every day <laughs> and i but it only works in bigger cities apparently because not all small towns have it yet because of the like the mm. size of it so 
she was like, oh, well, damn, now there goes all my surprises when I send them to you. <laughs> That's I know- how I was like, um, I have mail coming from Iowa. Like, I have no clue. It's a media mail, so you know it's a book of some sort. I have well, no you, clue. You said it earlier. You were like, I, who, does A.L. Jackson live in Arizona? <laughs> yep. I messaged her, too, because it literally, it's such a small town that we lived in, and it's just so crazy. I, I kid you not. I really think she was the house with the little free library. I should have asked her about that. I didn't. We talked about it a little bit earlier. And I really think she's the one with the little free library that we used to go to all the time. And that would just be so hilarious if that's true. She's so sweet. And then like even informed delivery this week, I saw I had a package come in from Illinois and I was like the only PR company or the only person I know that's in Illinois and that they've sent from before is Candy Cane PR. So shout out to Candy Cane because I got an awesome PR package today that was legit the best PR package I've ever received. Mm -hmm. And like, I cannot sell a gray man. I cannot wait to dive into these books because it's marriage of convenience and arranged. Yeah, that'll be fun. I love a good mafia arranged marriage type thing. I haven't read mafia in a while. It's been a while. I am so picky about mafia. Like I've read, like, I love Willow Winter's Mafia, her Merciless series is hands down one of my favorite series I will ever read because it's captivity and not a lot of authors touch on the captivity portion of, like, falling in love with your captor. So, like, hands down, that's how I got into Mafia. And then I read, um, Michelle B has a Mafia series, which is called the Heart series, the Heart Family series. And that is another amazing series and now she's doing the spinoff of the oldest brothers books out now which is called smoke and mirrors and that's the bleeding hearts series book one and book two just came out like two weeks ago yeah I think um I well I don't know why I'm saying I haven't read mafia in a while because speaking of like recently read books and something that comes out this week is Penelope Black's Fractured Dynasty which is I was gonna kind say, did like you beta read that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, what was I talking about? I think because it was just kind of like, it was more so like an extended epilogue novella that kind of like wrapped up um, that series, the Five Family series. So I blanked on that one, but yeah, that was probably her. She's probably Last Mafia, and then S. Mastery's DeSantis Brothers, which I love. And speaking of captive she doesn't start off a captive in the first book but becomes kind of people get mad because he like locks her away um so you would like that then (laughs) but let's see what else did I read recently I read I um read the first in Alexis Winter's Slade Brothers the um Billionaire's Unexpected Bride um I'm loving that so far and I love like the little intros and glimpses you are getting into that small town it's the cutest town like it just sounds like I love that town so I always tell people if you start with the Slade Brothers there's a particular reading order that you kind of have to follow because Alexis is notorious for doing series that interconnect where you see the characters in other books so for instance, when you start with the Slade Brothers, it's five books. It's right off the bat, it's five mm-hmm. books, it's five brothers. Um, you learn about a mysterious brother in book one and you kind of learn more about him in each book. 
And then she did a Grand Lakes um, box set book, which was like, they're all short stories. I mean, they're probably like novella length, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit longer than novellas, um, but they're easy reads. And those are four books. Absolutely love them. Those characters tie into the Slade Brothers and you see them again. Do you remember you did? Did you read Claiming um, Her Forever from the Men of Mount, Rocky Mountain? I haven't read the Men of Rocky Mountain. Okay. Yet either. So Grand Lakes is the second set of books that you have to read before you get to Men of Rocky okay. Mountain because in book one, you meet Pearl and all the girls from the Grand Lakes series. So gotcha. you tie them in and then book two of Menorocky Mountain is the sixth Slade brother. His story. Yes, you did tell me that. So I always tell people if you're going to follow it and you want to like a more enhanced reading version of it so you know who these people are, which I'm one who dives in and I love to be like embodied into the series. Like I love knowing everybody. I feel like I live there. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly suggest reading it in that order because it just makes so much more sense. You get Pearl's story with Blake and Memphis's story. Um, you get all of them. And I just absolutely love that, like that whole set of books. Like they're just so good, which I'm really excited for her next venture, which has not been announced (laughs) yet. And let me just tell you all. (laughs) It's going to be good. I can't wait. I, I just love her writing, period. So I think I put like, she could write in mud and I would read it. You know? I'm still like, trying to talk her into going back and adding a book to the Men of Rocky Mountain series, even though it's not <laughs> the Rocky Mountain. Um, it would be a girl. And in book one, you meet this girl because she's the ex-wife of the first guy. And I want her story. I really I want her story. Long story short, it says it in the synopsis, so this is not, like, giving anything away. Um, he's cheated on by his, like, his wife cheats with his best friend, and she le- gets pregnant and leaves town with him. But she does come back in that book, and so does he. They always do. So, so does the best friend. But I'm telling you, there is a story there. There is a story of yeah. why she is the way she is. And I'm like, we need to hear her story. <laughs> wish to God, Alexis. People don't understand. I beta read all of Alexis's books. So I know all these characters <laughs> when she's writing them. To the point where I put together the, the sheet for the readers. And when people are like, who goes to who? And then we go back to visit these stories. And you're seeing this firsthand now is that she did not name some of the kids of the Slade series. So now we're having to go back and <laughs> look at the chart and like come up with names yeah. for them. Yeah. So on that news, um, we have to tell everybody what's been going on. Oh, well, first, let's say happy birthday to Kate first. Yes. Our designer Kate's birthday will is going is the day this is airing. So happy birthday, Kate! We absolutely adore you, and we're so grateful for you and all your help. I know. Oh my God! I don't know what we would do without her. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what I would do because she designed. We have no creative in our body. 
um yeah I'd be lost she helps me figure out apps and stuff when it comes to like when I want to try and get creative if it weren't for her I would have the most boring page ever <laughs> I probably would have quit by now <laughs> um but yeah what else um let's do secret word next so the next episode that you guys will hear will be um a different guest Fun. we're gonna go down a different road with a with the owner of the last chapter bookshop which if you've seen her she's got boxes and swag and she just released single dad merch um, her swag is so cute too I want that sweatshirt that's like if I can't bring my book I'm not going or something like that <laughs> it's so cute so she'll be on next week and the one thing to pay attention is if you hear a secret word if you hear the secret word, which we will, we will announce that it is the secret word in the beginning of the episode. And you have one thing to do. You have to go to our Instagram, click our link tree in the bio. You can do it from TikTok to the link trees on TikTok um, and fill out the form with the secret word. You have to know the secret word in order to fill this form out. And when you do, you'll be entered to get in a giveaway, which you will win some swag from this bookshop. And then the winner will be announced the on following week's episode. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and the following only open episode. for one day. The form will close after 24 hours. So next Wednesday, from the time this gets posted in the morning till that night, you'll have 24 hours to do it. And then it's closing. So. Yeah. So it'll be fun. And we're going to have more like this going yep. forward as well, too. It's not always going to have to do with a person that's on the podcast that time. Sometimes it's going to be authors that just want to participate in a secret word giveaway. Um, so be on the lookout for that at the beginning of the episodes from going from now on. And then the next thing we have to talk about is some of you who've listened before know that I had a PR company for a very short period of time. Um, but with craziness that was happening and having to start over which is fine like everybody starts over at some point um which is good for us because the podcast is branching off we are we are going so, to our company yep so as you know the bookshelf boyfriends podcast name we are going to have bookshelf boyfriends promotions as well and we do have an Instagram set up already. There is a Facebook page. We'll link everything this week. Um, so when you're hearing this, it should be up and be up for you guys to follow. There is a master blogger list in our podcast bio. Can also fill out um, to get first news for arcs that are coming out. Um, we will have a book talk team and everything on there. Yeah, so we're going to be doing promotion, so book releases, um, as well as review opportunities for ARCs, um, TikTok, you know, releases and promotion there, but we're also going to be doing, um, as we mentioned Kate earlier, she's going to be our in-house designer for everything, and then we're also going to be doing um, forms of editing and proofreading as well, and formatting. Oh, and Did I also, miss anything? No, but... Um, also, if anybody's going to be in Denver, well, in Boulder, for Love and Boulder's book signing next weekend, come find Eric and I. We will be there. Yes. 
And maybe, just maybe, if you come find us, we might enter you in a giveaway. Yes. Because I, be fun. I have some people that are willing to give me stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I mean, I'm sure we could. There's, there's plenty of people there that we have good graces with that will be generous. So if you are there, definitely come find us um, and just show us that you're following the podcast on Instagram and then we will enter you in. Yep. So I think that's it, but we'll hop over and talk to Gemma. Yep. I can't wait to talk to Gemma. I just recently read her book and have so many questions for her. Okay, everyone, we want to welcome Gemma Smith to the podcast today. Thank you for joining us, Gemma. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are so excited to have you here. So I actually recently read your debut novel, Take the Risk, and want to ask you a couple questions about it. Um, okay. Firstly, I want to know what was like your inspiration for the book and kind of like where you got the inspiration for the character backgrounds, because they have pretty unique life events that happen that bring them back together um so when I first started okay so way back when if we travel back in time to, to like 2018 is when I first kind of like had the idea I had always kind of knew that I wanted to write a book but I didn't know what I would do I loved reading the romance genre and everybody's like if that's what you read then that's what you should write um so I had like this super long commute to work and I was listening to like country music and this one song came on and I wish I could remember what it was called. Um, it was like Daniel Bradbury and somebody else and it was something about summertime and it was really like a love that really that technically only lasted for the summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would make a really good book. Um, and then from there, like just the idea kind of started flowing and went after I had my first draft it kind of evolved into what it, the final product, like what I had initially started with half of that was taken, like it was changed. Um, and then a lot of Colette, um, backstory with her mom, like I lost my dad in 2015. So kind of like her, not a lot of her grief journey, but some of what she was thinking about grief wise came from my own personal experience. Um, so that was kind of nice to, you know, kind of get that out, I guess, therapy yeah. without actually having to Yeah, and not, and definitely, like, you know, obviously, sorry for your loss, but, like, also, I think that that did translate in the book. Like, it, it came, you could tell that there was, like, it, unfortunately, that side of knowing that situation. Right. Um, and then CJ, it's. I just kind of like imagined him having like two older brothers and then them just kind of having like a mom who, who which the mom ended up kind of adopting her in some <laughs> sense. Like when she moved back home, she really kind of became um, this integral figure in her life um, to help her out and stuff like that. And it, they just kind of just kind of thought like, obviously like you have they everybody's got to have like the tragic backstory you've got to just destroy your characters before you can kind of like build them back up but it was essentially just the you know him having that issue with his dad and him trying so hard to not be like him that he essentially turned out just like him yeah so that was just kind of like where I was going with all of that I love my favorite part was like 
when it was like, I had a crush on you in high school. No, I had a crush on you in high school. Right. Like, I love yeah, they just like never did like... anything about it. <laughs> it was cute. Um, and I just, it was so funny because I had this whole prologue written and I still have it saved. And I kind of want to, like, I think I might post it on the blog one day. That's on my website of like them having their first kiss back when they were in high school where they kind of like told each other that they liked each other and then yeah. she was just like I didn't want to have any regrets so she like goes over to his house and kisses him and he's just like oh my god like I can't <laughs> believe she just did that it was like the cutest thing and then Jessica my editor was like uh this is so cute but I hate prologue so I need you to get rid of it I'm like no, oh, no. I love them. I, just, I personally oh. love them <laughs> I, well, I them mean too. I thought it was in it it's just, so funny it because so there are readers who skip them. There are readers who totally skip them, but I feel like it gives you, especially when it is like a time jump in the back, like in the past, it gives you like that little glimpse of history that explains right. so much more. So, right. um, so you have never stopped loving you next, which is going to be, yes. um, CJ's brother, Nathan and Margo is Mark. Margo, is she Colette's friend or cousin? I can't remember. They are their cousins. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, they are, yeah, their dads are brothers. Okay. Um, and so they have, I'm in the middle of editing it right now for my developmental edit and trying to get those two right has been so hard. They're both older, they, correct? They're older. Yeah, they're a little bit older. There's in the three brothers, there's David, who's the oldest, then Nathan, then CJ. And they're each like two years apart. So and take the risk um cj was 28 and now it really kind of is like about a year later so um nathan's going to be about 31 okay so you're talking about three brothers did you always go in with the intent of this is going to be this small town interconnected or did that develop as you were writing that you were no, like okay was- i want to give them stories that was my whole thought. Like I wanted it to be a series about three brothers um, and just kind of like their journey from their issues. That's all of their issues stem from their dad. They all have daddy issues, um, but they are, that was how I, that was how I planned it. I always knew that DJ would be my first book. Nathan would be the second and David would be the third. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then, so we're expecting Nathan's in June, correct? Yep. June 14th, I think is what I have as my release date. So it'll be almost a full year. It'll be like three days shy of a full year from uh, Take the Risk coming out. How is that? How do you feel? Are you nervous <laughs> um, for another I'm, one? I or? am. <laughs> I'm really nervous because I'm, I'm afraid that their story isn't going to be good enough. I mean, because second, like second, full on second chance you have to like tell the whole entire, their whole history without telling their whole history. Um, you have to like do it all in the present. And it's so hard for me, that's really hard to do. And it, that, that translated, like when I got my edits back, she was like, um, this is really good. However, <laughs> these are some of the things that we need to work on. And I kind of expected what um, Jamie, who my editor, I expected those comments to come back. But now that I'm actually going through them, I'm like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Like Colette and CJ, like their second chance in the fact that they never, they missed their opportunity a long time ago. Yeah. Nathan and Margot have a history. They had, (laughs) uh, 
years long relationship. They broke up and now here they are eight years later trying to figure out their way back together. Well, and, and Marco that, doesn't even want to be in the same room as him. <laughs> right. She hates him. I mean, it sucks. I mean, she, she does hate him, but she doesn't. And yeah. he like, he doesn't hate her and he still loves her. They still love each other, but they like just can't figure out how to make it work. And it, it doesn't help that, I feel like I'm giving spoilers away. <laughs> it doesn't help that she didn't tell him why they broke up. And I mean, all that's in Take the Risk. So, I mean, you hear, yeah. you know, bits and pieces about their history in Take the Risk, um, but she just up and left. And she, and he never knew why. And he doesn't find out until like in the, in their book. So it just is kind of, um, it's just hard to like get that right. And to, and to do them justice because they deserve it. They both deserve to, you know, they know deep down that they technically are like soulmates, but they just can't figure out their crap to make it work. So, and it is, and because, and because I posted everywhere, it is an accidental <laughs> pregnancy. So I'm forcing these two together. I don't care. <laughs> Stevie, Stevie's excited. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for it. <laughs> there is there is no denying that surprise pregnancy is my favorite trope. No. I mean, I, I'm I love that. Okay with it. I mean, everybody who comes on here, I think at some point or another, finds out that I am obsessed with accidental pregnancy. And I'm the queen of accidental pregnancies. <laughs> there is a reason why I beta everybody's accidental pregnancy. <laughs> okay, well, then I'm going to, as I'm writing chapters, I'm going to send it to you. And I'm be like, I need you to make sure this is right. <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, look at Brianna. I beta read um, all of hers. And I reviewed Written in the Beat. And I was like, okay, you did a good job on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. An accidental pregnancy, like when you think about all of the options that people have, like when, I mean, and not to like throw women's issues in it, but it's almost kind of like you're, I'm making her have a baby with somebody that she doesn't want anything to do with. Like, why mm-hmm. would she just not say, mm, you know what? this isn't for me it's like no um so it's kind of like having her have that she has to have make that decision herself like this is really what I want I okay I I have two questions (laughs) one I just I hope that there's like more talk about what she's baking all the time because oh yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay good (laughs) because I love that I love just hearing like the like the creativity behind her recipes is really cool. Um, but also how do you go into deciding your tropes for the couples? Um, I don't know. And for, I mean, I only like CJ and Colette, like I knew that they were going to be friends. I knew that like they have, you know, this long friendship together, even though he was gone for 10 years, I was like, you know, trying to think of characters and what I wanted to do and you know, who I wanted, who to end up with. Um, so they were always going to be friends to lovers. That just, that just made the most sense for them. And obviously Nathan and Margot are going to be second chance. They're, it's kind of a little bit like accidental. It, well, it is accidental, baby. Um, and then 
they have a one night stand in Vegas, which we've also had accidental babies. So it kind of is like a little one night stand. Like I just need to like get in and get out and then I'm going to get over you, which you know, like, never works out. Um, and then David's book was a little bit different because I didn't want it to be somebody he knew. I just felt like it needed to be somebody from the outside um, who wasn't a part of their inner circle or had anything to do with the Montgomery family or Colette and her family or Margot and her dad and Britt, her friend. I just wanted her, I wanted his love interest to be like a total stranger. So if you read the bonus epilogue, there's a line in it where the nurse is talking to CJ um, and she says something specific about being a sister-in-law. So you, you have already met her. Gotcha, I was just gonna meet, ask if we've met yeah, her. So you've already met her, but you don't like, you kind of like don't really piece that together until, unless you've read it. So she's not in Take the Risk, but she is in the bonus epilogue and she is in um, Never Stop Loving You, but they're not in it together. Like they don't really know who they, they have interactions together, but not in any kind of way that would put them together. Makes sense. So yeah, I just wanted, I wanted her to be from the outside. Like I just felt like she needed to be a stranger. Yeah, I think that's always a great break too. And just like, because you get, you, you do know all these characters so well, and then it just kind of becomes cliche to keep pairing and right. pairing and pairing. So to bring somebody out who it's nice when you do throw those little Easter eggs in that you've met them before, but right. they're not necessarily relevant until their book. So right. I think that's a fantastic. And I do kind of have like writing never stuff loving you now, there's kind of a little bit of, um, I think I want to write a novella for Brit. Um, if I can figure out how to make it work, then I want her to have one. I mean, she will kind of like be, it'll be kind of like a, a little on her own. It'll be like Montgomery Brothers adjacent, but not completely a part of the series. And are we going to see CJ and Colette still quite a bit? Or because yeah, I feel so like Margo was, Margo was quite you. a bit. Yeah, so you'll see them a lot in Never Stop Loving You. Um, there, you'll be at their destination wedding, um, so they'll be they'll be there. It it'll be kind of centered around a lot of events for their wedding, and then everything afterwards. So Vegas um, is like their bachelorette bachelor party that ends up being joint. Um, much to like they neither one of them wanted anything to do with any kind of like joint party because they're together but they can't hang out together so they were like this is so stupid like why did you bring us all here and we can't even be together <laughs> um and then you'll see them at their wedding and then you'll see them afterwards so kind of like them enjoying their little marital bliss while Nathan and Margo are trying to figure out their cool crap together <laughs> that just makes me think I love the fact that we already know with most like almost every romance novel it's an HEA so (laughs) to say that you're gonna see them at their wedding is like not a spoiler whatsoever we would expect it (laughs) I love that about and I I almost kind of like didn't want to do that but I was trying to figure out a way like 
what other situation would put them together? There would be none. I mean, aside from like hanging out or doing like group activities, like they're not going to sit in the same room together for no reason. Yeah. Has to be a reason as to why, why do you need to throw them together? Oh, okay. Because they're both participating in wedding events and there has to be around each other for all these different things. So they've got to figure out something and how to get along without their drama, you know, affecting everybody else. So that was, that's been kind of really fun to play, like to write out because you kind of see, you really see them struggle with, you know, I don't want to be drama. Like, I don't want to cause all this drama. However, I don't want to look at this guy. I don't want to see him. I want to be away from him because he makes me feel things that I don't want to feel for him. And he's thinking the same thing about her but they have to stay together. They have to like cooperate and participate and, you know, put on this fake happy, happy face all while they're, you know, doing activities that make them realize like, maybe we really should, you know, try to make this work. So it's been fun. I'm, ho- I'm hoping, fingers crossed, I can really pull this off. I almost gave you an idea for the novella and then I had to stop myself. Uh-oh. <laughs> because then I would spoil everything. Are we having more babies or is somebody picking up with somebody no, they shouldn't No, <laughs> I started thinking about uh, that other project. Oh, 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 shoot. Yeah. Oh, man. I kind of wish I didn't have that already kind of planned out because then I would just scrap it. <laughs> Because in my head, you said that, and I was like, man, that would be a really good idea. (laughs) Yeah, it would be like, that could totally work Montgomery adjacent. Maybe she can be there, but not. And technically, that project doesn't take place for another year, so. Yeah. Dang it. I have, like, a whole Pinterest board for that, though, so I kind of. But we saved that for another another one. (laughs) Well, so this kind of. I kind of think I know the answer to this based off like okay. how you know how you're building everybody, but it sounds like you're more of a plotter than on the seat, like a pantser. It's so it's really weird. The first, like take the risk I literally just sat down and wrote. The only thing that I like planned out was who my characters were, what their backstories were, and almost kind of like their arc. Like what do they need to overcome? to get to where they need to be so they can be with the person that they love. Other than that, I sat down at the computer and just typed it out. I didn't really have any kind of idea as to where it was gonna go, except for I knew that I wanted them to fall in love. And how were they gonna fall in love? And how was he gonna figure out how to make it work? Because when he goes, back to San Francisco where he lives and had lived for 10 years, how is he gonna change his life? Like, how can he uproot everything that he worked for to come back home? But other than that, but that was really the only thing that I had written down. Everything else was just sitting down at my computer and typing. And when I'd finished the first draft, I think I sat on it for probably, I don't know, maybe a few months before my husband, Josh, was like, what are you going to do with this? 
I was like, well, I don't know. He was like, you have this document on your computer. Like you keep talking about wanting to do this, then you need to do something about it. So I had reached out. I had like, was just Googling. Like I researched everything. Um, and I had come across this, I think it was actually a Reddit feed that was like, how do you become a romance writer? <laughs> and they were like, find people that you admire and look at the back of their book and see who their people are who's their editors, who's their cover designers, who are their proofreaders, who are they working with? And that was how I found Jessica, my editor, because she was in the back of Lucy Scores books, Tippa Grant's books, um, Catherine Nolan books. And those are all people who I admire and want to be like. So I had emailed her and was like, um, hey, I think I literally said to her, I have this 90,000 word document on my computer that is sectioned off in chapters. I think I wrote a book. Can I send it to you and you tell me what to do? I think I wrote a book. She was was like, sure, like send it on over and, you know, we'll talk. And that was at the end of 2018. So it kind of took me a while. I mean, I didn't publish till 2021. So it was, um, it was definitely a work in progress, but the when I wrote the anthology the heating up the anthology story that I plotted I mean I went through chapter by chapter by chapter of what I wanted to happen but that was so different because it was so short I was Mm -hmm. limited to 12,000 words and I couldn't go over that you gotta fit a lot in there (laughs) yeah you have to fit so much in in such a short you know little package you know, so I sat down and it was, I think I did it. I did it with Alina Lane, like her and I sat down and went back and I was like, okay, well, this is what I want to happen here. This is what I want to happen here. Here's this little section. Like you tell me where you think it'll fit. And we kind of went through chapter by chapter, you know, it's only like nine chapters long, if that, and, and literally plotted that whole, that whole story out. And then with this one with Never Stop Loving You, I've kind of done a combination of both. I've kind of like plotting and pantsing it's um it's a nice little mix I think are, are you finding that's your comfort spot then I think so I mean because you have to have some sort of like linear progression for your characters you have to know where it's going and when I look back at what I started to take the risk like what it started as and what it became I probably should have plotted that thing out <laughs> because it's so I mean it's not super different but the original title was called Just One Rule, where she was a teacher. Colette was a teacher. CJ was a lawyer. He would like his story kind of stayed the same. Like hers evolved a little bit from there was no Broadway talk. Um, mm-hmm. That came in later. And then she ended up, she was hosting a fundraiser. She was doing the fundraiser for the school. And they ended up, they were like, you know, he was like, I'm leaving. I want to be around you. I want to, but I can't like control myself because I'm just so attracted to you. And she's like, oh yeah, same, me too. And he's like, but we've got to have like this one rule. I took that whole entire section out of them having this conversation about this one rule about not, not falling in love with each other by the end of the summer. And I was like, I can't name my book that because I can't (laughs) put that back in there. Like, where is it going to go? It couldn't. I loved that chapter so much, but it didn't make sense anymore for the story. So once it became what it became, I sat down with Jessica and I was like, I need you to help me figure this out because I don't have a title now. It's, 
I can't call it just one rule because I put that whole thing out and I can't put it back in. And then we kind of like brainstormed ideas and we finally came up with take the risk, which yeah. made sense because she said it like 15,000 times about how yeah. what she needed to do. So I love that. I love when you perfect. actually are reading through and like the title is in there, whether it's just once yeah. or a few different times, like it just right. translates for a reader. They're just like, when they get to it that first time, they're like, got it. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense as to why, why the book is called what it is. And that's what I loved about picking that title is because that that ultimately was her that was what she needed to do she needed to kind of crawl out of that grief hole that she was living in and you know evolve back to the person that she was prior to her mom passing away which yeah. just wrecked her I mean losing a parent would wreck anybody mm-hmm. you know so but for her her grief journey was just you know her trying to find herself again without you know thinking that every everything's out to get her because it's not it's not how that works no and for anyone listening to I just want to clarify this is there's so much more of this plot than what we are talking about <laughs> there is like a whole other plot line story <laughs> that is just skeezy totally <laughs> as well too <laughs> so that is not going to be ruined because that would take a lot of the fun out of the story but right. I don't want anyone to think like this is just like all the book is because it's not at all there's like and this whole not, other thing going on I didn't think it was like super or overly emotional or something like that like I just I thought it meshed well with the rest of the book it did yeah I would I would agree it was fun I I was telling CV as I was finishing it, I was like burnt out on making edits. And all I was doing was just taking pictures of like a book that I read to put with my (laughs) review. But I was like, I have to, there's just so much going on in here that there's just so much in my brain. I got to like, get it out. It was fun to like, just that's, it is fun when like, there's a book that just like really inspires you to like, just continue to look for images that remind you of the book. So I saw that and I like no joke I like was sitting at my desk at work at my day job and I was like in tears my boss was like are you okay like like, don't understand like people just like make these things and I sent the link to almost every single person I knew I was like oh my god you guys have to look at this and they're like what is wrong with you I'm like you don't get how like important this is in the book world yeah it's so I I mean sometimes authors just like you know will post oh thank you this is pretty but like I what you wrote and like how you shared it like it you could feel it like I felt the appreciation which that always makes it like feel even better as a reader to be doing something like that for a writer I so. told I told Josh I was like I've got to find a way to like print this out and frame it <laughs> I'm like you just don't understand I'm like I've seen people like take the time to do stuff like that and it's it could be like hours of their day to like find images that speak to them of something that they've read from a total stranger and I like back when before I started writing and I had my little bookstagram account whatever I started doing that I was like oh god like I don't know how people do this all the time like this is like really time consuming and then when I saw that I was like holy freaking crap like you see them for people that you really admire and you see people take the time to do that for other authors, for like big authors. And then when you see it for somebody like your, for me, who's like, I'm like a nobody. It just, it may like, no joke. I wish I could tell you that I like 
like I'm joking about crying but I'm not like I was like full on tears like I needed to go to the bathroom like refresh my makeup like but like just it was like the coolest thing for me to see as somebody who is completely new to like the author and writer community it was it was freaking awesome it was just so cool okay I will get you emailed the like full file because I know Instagram like yeah. distorts it so <laughs> so you can get the yes, full thank you so I can print it and like hang it on my wall oh my god you will like, have to send there. me a picture of that because that'll just make my day you have no idea that would be awesome to this day I still have only ever made one edit and it was a TikTok video and it's still up you can still find it in fact in fact Molly McLean has a reaction video to this video and her, she is sobbing. oh I love her she was sobbing because it was for were made of moments that and, was that, that was such a good book oh my god nobody was expecting half the stuff in that book and I was like guys if you don't read this book like it's <laughs> it was, it's so good the whole premise of that story itself I had never seen done before wait what's the name of the book we're made of moments it's a um a second chance at love but they have a child together from one like oh. two weeks stint from like hooking up yeah. <laughs> and she was engaged to somebody she was engaged to somebody else oh okay. but it's not cheating yeah and I didn't really think that like I, I didn't find it to be love triangle ish it was for the first couple chapters and then it like yeah but that was it and then it went away and I was like oh okay bye my favorite quote <laughs> my favorite quote will always be the one where he said um he said Lane has his chance and now I have mine and it's right right when, oh, yes when Hayden comes back and stays in Coal Creek and is in the cabin I was like oh, like you all don't understand and then baby jet baby jet is so cute I love that book. it was good that was I have a signed was a, copy of it which sign, oh I entered her giveaway for that because I want a signed copy of it so I have a signed copy but what's cool about my signed copy is that there's only 20 versions of my signed copy because I have Chris Izzo's signature inside of it how do you get that? Molly sent it to me. Is that the model? Birthday. Yeah, the cover model. The cover mm -hmm. model. Molly sent it to me for my birthday last year. Oh, nice. That's mm -hmm. so nice. I kept posting about it on all social media, and then she was like, send, send me your address, and I'll send you some swag from the book. <laughs> no, she didn't send me the swag. She sent me the book. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. She's and like, I freaked so out. Because nice. <laughs> I have a bunch of Chris's books on my shelf. He's on... Um, another book over there okay but I I don't know who you're talking about Chris and I feel like maybe who uh hold on I'll get him because he's never here <laughs> show me a picture show nobody no else can see but I need to see <laughs> so while she's doing that um what other authors do you gravitate towards when it comes to reading um right now I'm in like a taboo dark romance kick so I have, I'm halfway through Priest by Sarah Simone right now. Okay. And I feel like I'm super late to that game. And I've been <laughs> on my Kindle forever. Yeah. And then finally, just like one day I was like trying to get out of this book slump. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read it. I'm going to start it. And we'll just see, let's just see what this journey takes me on. Um, so I'm halfway through that right now. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's so hard to like pinpoint like specific off because I feel like I'm such a mood reader that I, it just depends on what I feel like reading. If I really want to like laugh out loud, um, it's Pippa Grant or some of Lily Valenti's books, um, or like Penelope Bloom, she has some really funny, she has like this one short, um, it's like a short series. The first one I think is called His Banana, mm-hmm. which is is probably one of my favorite books that she's written, it's so funny. I but that whole series her. is really good. That series is really good. Um, and she likes to write I, babies. Yes, she does. <laughs> I have um, this Pippa one real fake love I haven't read it yet but the title intrigued me because fake dating is like oh yeah one of my favorites and I assumed real fake love would be fake dating so (laughs) this is Persizzo I don't think I have any covers with him and when you open it that's cool (laughs) I'm obsessed with him and his girlfriend because she's so pretty. She is. <laughs> I love watching like their TikTok videos. Oh my god, I love their TikToks and when they do lives together. Mm-hmm. Because he'll do lives and he like talks about his uh his weightlifting competitions and all this other stuff like his <laughs> his manscaping and he does like um Zoom <laughs> chats with people to like give them like tips on dot di- like dieting and stuff like that and he's so sweet to every person who comments. I just I he seems seems like genuine like a genuinely nice person which sometimes just seems really hard to like translate over social media but he just he does seem like Molly said he's so nice and she said originally that this cover photo was not the one she wanted but it ended up because she didn't like him holding his neck oh I see that now yeah (laughs) so it's not her favorite cover photo but she does think it matches the book a little bit and that is who she pictures a little bit as um Jesse so I mean it works out plus we got Aiden's book coming out soon oh yeah hopefully I think I pre-ordered that I'm so excited to read Aiden's book because Aiden and Olivia, I mean, you hear, you see Aiden a lot in We're Made of Moments. Mm-hmm. And my favorite scene will be when he stops at the office and he runs into Hayden and he's like, what are you doing here? And they get that tip and they're like, I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> right. It's sad. I could recite this whole book to you. It's fine. <laughs> I've read it like six Don't times. ruin it for me. <laughs> no, speaking of talking about the cover, um, we talked about that recently about how sometimes I like it's hard when you have people on the cover because if they don't fit what's in the book like your image of them just becomes like this hard thing is that something you think about when you're designing your covers like you're looking for somebody who's what you picture in your head yeah so I sent um I work with Kate at y'all that graphic um she did the cover for Take the Risk. I've seen the cover. I have the cover for and Never Stop Loving You. Um, and I just sent her some stock photos that I found that I want to do for David's book. 
Um, and I just kind of sent her, like when we started talking about it, I sent her my Pinterest board and I was like, this is kind of like who I, who I see when I'm writing. So she went through and she sent me a bunch of different stock photos um, for Take the Risk. And she, and I was like, oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. And then when she sent me the one that was on the cover and I was like, oh, that's kind of perfect. So <laughs> that, good. that became, um, that's how that one became what it is. And then for Never Stop Loving You, I just, I just, I told her what I was looking for. I was like, she's blonde. He's the middle brother. So he's got to look kind of similar to the guy on the cover for Take the Risk. Um, and then she sent me a photo and I was like, that's it. Like she sent me the whole thing like mocked up and I was like, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. You nailed it. So that works out so did, well. Yeah. I hate, I did, I said, there's no, like nothing I hate more than when I feel like authors buy photos because they're like, this is an awesome photo and I want to get it before anybody else gets it. And then right. they're like, I got to use it on a book, but then the book doesn't match the you use it. You use it after you wrote the book and right. it doesn't match at all. And I'm just like, it, it, it makes me, cause I'm a very visual reader and it gives me that like mental block of being able to have the movie play out in my head as I'm reading. Right. And I'm like, Oh, now, now I don't know what, what this person looks like anymore. <laughs> Well, and we did that um, when I did the Heating Up the Holidays anthology, the photo that she chose for the cover, like for each individual story's cover, mm -hmm. she, the person who's on that cover doesn't match what's on the pages, which that to me, I was just like, oh God, no, like, and I wanted to change that picture, but I couldn't, so which I mean ultimately it's not a big deal I don't use that for like yeah. or anything so it's kind of like mm, it's not really that big of a deal um but I can't wait to be able to actually put a cover on that so it can be like who I picture for uh James and Olivia and I'm kind of excited to get the rights back to that and then add more to it and then put it I absolutely love when authors can take their anthologies and post them as individual novellas and they yeah. get a cover because yeah. anthologies are intimidating to read. <laughs> they are. And I just got the, um, the, Nighting the Nightingale one. Yes. That's like, it's, oh yes. <laughs> it's, it's like 50 stories. With the smallest print ever. Yes. And I got it on um apple ibooks because i was like having the hardest time like logging into my stupid amazon account so i was like whatever i'll just get it on apple um and i really i mainly wanted it for kate canterbury um she did a sh little short for will and shannon who are two of her characters from the wash series which is one of my that series got aside from like 50 shades of gray and then a couple maya banks books her series is what got me into reading romance so to kind of like go back to those two characters like so many years later I was super excited for that so I read that last night I, was really <laughs> I went to bed a very happy place <laughs> so, so nice all the memories I know it was nice to kind of like revisit those characters and see where they were like eight years later 
I love anthologies, though. I do because I like it gives you an opportunity to test out new authors as well. Too. Right. I tell yep. you what, and hands down, best anthology I've ever read was Knocked Up. <laughs> I will tell everybody this because the stories in there were so broad. Like you literally got mafia romance and an MM surprise baby. But yeah, but it's all surprise baby. Exa- again, well, it's right up my alley, so it's fine. But I will live and die on the surprise baby hill. Well, okay, so if you can't, so if there's a book, like what would you pick as your second favorite trope? Like it's got surprise baby and what else? That's like your total book cat. It depends because I love second chance romances. Okay. And I will live, breathe, and die on a hill of an enemy to lovers, too. Yeah. So, really, anything that has the element of surprise baby, I normally will like it. If it's sports romance, just about all of them. Okay. Dark romance, I can do it all. But I cannot do dark romance. People will <laughs> post me down that hill, and I can't do it. She won't be reading Priest after you, even if okay. you give it a five star. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Sierra Simone. I love you, but no. <laughs> I I have them all right here. Priest, Midnight Mass, Center, and Saint to be read. Like, I need to. <laughs> well, and I keep seeing like people post about it. And that book came out a while ago. And I know that mm-hmm. she did, um, I think, Center was Sinner the next one in that world that she put out yes yes it was yeah S- so than saint yeah midnight mass is a, like a little novella that i think takes right. place between priest and sinner i'm not positive so i'm ha- i'm like i should not have read i usually try not to ever read a good read really try not to read reviews for books <laughs> ever like because i don't want other people's opinions to like influence my reading mm-hmm. journey um but I did I was really bad and I read reviews on that and I shouldn't have so it's they're probably like, all over the place oh they are they're everywhere yeah. I mean between like seeing them on TikTok and then seeing people post them on, on Instagram mm-hmm. um it's hard to avoid it so I'm just trying not to like let other people's opinions influence how I'm feeling about reading the book right now so I I absolutely want to find time to read her American Queen series because that one yes. sounds so good. Um, there's just not enough hours in the day. To I know. Read everything it's I want to read. Well, but I am, I'm a mood reader too. I, during like my daytime hours or until it's like bedtime, I get like project reading done, like beta reading or alpha reading or whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing. But then when I crawl in bed, that's like my, my Kindle reading time and like, my mood reading time so I am uh, I'm constantly I have three or four books going at a time always but they have to differ I can't read like the exact same small town second chance romance at the same time because then I'll just get lost (laughs) right well it's funny because like when I was commuting to and from work so I live in southern Maryland and was commuting to northern Virginia which if you know anything remotely close about this area that's like a freaking hour and a half commute on the dumb beltway um so I was listening to a lot of books and then on my commute and then reading when I got home and I ended up finding out that if I'm listening and reading to something that's remotely close to similar 
the stories start to blend together. Yeah. And then I feel, I'm like, wait a minute, but I thought this happened in this book only to realize that I'm thinking about another book. <laughs> so whatever I was listening to, I was reading on my Kindle, the opposite. So if I, I was yep. listening to like something that's, you know, funny, small town rom-com, I was reading some dark stuff at night. Like it, <laughs> it had to be, it had to alternate because if not, I was thinking like, you know, I was reading this one book where this guy held this woman captive on an island and he thought that she was someone else. Um, so of course he was like the nester and they end up falling in love, whatever. Um, but then I was, I was listening to that and reading something else. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought he was like, just punishing her. Wasn't she just getting spanked? And I was like, oh wait, no, no, no. It's something totally different. Completely different, completely different book. You know what books but, you, know, you know, I have read? to like, I have to do different. Gemma has to read though. Uh-oh. What? You said that and it made me think of those three words. Oh yes. It is so good. That's funny because I'm like, you're talking about reading and listening to different things. I'm not, I'm not doing dark and light. I'm doing sports pregnancy rom-com <laughs> for audio. <laughs> Megan Quinn's new, um, those three little words and right. Is that it's, it's so close to Alexis is it's like my mind goes. Um, I think it's those three little words and it's duet narration. Have you listened to any duet narration yet, Gemma? Like where they're in the girl and the guy are in the same chapter, even though it's yeah. from the other guys. No, I haven't. Oh I feel my like it God. It's a go hard to game to. No, it's a game changer. I promise. Like, because it's like, you're, you're listening to them have a conversation. It's like, you're watching TV then. Oh my so God. you don't have, you don't have the guy putting on different voice tones or the girl putting on different voice tones. They're reading their lines to each other and having this conversation. And it, it really is so much more enjoyable. Like it just makes it sink in easier. And it's like, you're watching a movie or TV show. It's so much better. I love duet. I, I don't know oh, wow. how I'll ever listen to anything that isn't, oh, duet wow. again. <laughs> but then I'm also, and I'm reading Alexis Winter's Slade Brothers. Uh, but yeah, those three words, Alexis, that that's, it's so good. And, and it's, if you can get it's down age with some praise kink. Yep. If you can get down with some praise kink and a little tiny oh, bit of yeah. praise kink. Okay. Yep. And, and age gap. And age gap. What is it for? It's 12 years. Yeah. Na it's nanny. Billionaire. Uh, like, yeah. Billionaire nanny. Okay. It's, and it's not long, a long read. You'll fly through it. You won't put it down. It is so good okay well this, all right I'm gonna add it to my TV it's such a good book it's currently number um 14 on all of Kindle oh my gosh shout out to That's Alexis I know she's gonna listen to this episode most likely she's going on the <laughs> as a texture right now while she's packing <laughs> I'm glad I read it before it was on there though I mean granted I will read anything she writes but there's one thing I um kind of stay away from is books that are in the top and that are like hot and trending because I feel like I'm gonna have different expectations that are set mm -hmm. for that book because so many people are hyping it up and hyping it up and I feel like I'll be setting myself up for failure so I wait till it's out of the hundred <laughs> top 100 before I like will download it or anything like that I just and I'm afraid that like 
it's going to be hyped up and then I'm not going to like it. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. feel like there's something wrong with me and why I didn't like it. Yeah. Like, why can't I get into this book when everybody else loves it? Like, like, what is it about me that just doesn't connect? Like, and then that bothers me. So <laughs> I it, agree. It yeah. I'll be like, I just don't understand. Like, why, why didn't I like it? Everybody else, you know, loving it. And I'm just like, ooh, no thanks. Well, yeah. And as an author, you have to understand, like, you probably know coming from your side not every book is for everybody but (laughs) as a reader you're like everybody loves this why don't I (laughs) right it's so hard to like toe that line between like author and reader sometimes Mm -hmm. because you and I hate that because half the time all I want to do is read like like screw this manuscript I don't want to look at it I don't want to have to fix it I just want to sit down and read and be in it enjoy what I'm reading but now when I'm reading sometimes I'm not reading for enjoyment I'm reading to figure out okay well how did they do this in their book how did they figure out the stakes or their goals or the conflict and then how do they pair it all together for people to work it all out in the end so sometimes like for me if I'm getting if I feel like I'm getting to that point where I'm more looking at it from like an author standpoint and not a reader for enjoyment I'll stop reading for a little bit or I'll read a different genre like if I have to read some I'll read like a psychological thriller or some kind of mystery or just something that for me is like a palate cleanser so I'm not thinking about how they're laying their book out well yeah because it has to be hard for you too you have to like not want to worry about, am I going to end up accidentally copying them either? Oh in my God, any way. that is my worst nightmare. Because it would that it is, I'm like, be 100% unintentional. It's just like, right. back well, of your mind it, type thing. It's re- that's really funny that you say that because I was talking to a friend about that because somebody that I know is like being accused of plagiarism and it's not. But it's like that is like for me as somebody who's new to all of it, that is my worst nightmare. And I went to like, I have a degree in history. So it was like pounded in our head that you don't plagiarize. It's like Mm -hmm. academic death. You might as well just kiss your future goodbye. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I can like never do that. But on top of that, it is taught to you that if you want to be a writer you also have to be a reader and you have to be a reader of the genre that you're writing in so how can I read all these books in the romance genre and not subconsciously maybe put an idea that wasn't necessarily my original idea but maybe like my own spin on it and somebody not pick that up and say oh my god this is exactly like a b and c's books they're plagiarizing and then the next thing you know, you're canceled and you're done for. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's so <laughs> awful. my nightmare. I mean, I yeah, you're also. saying you have to be reading. You have to be a reader. Yeah. Or else you don't understand, one, what other people want. Two, right. how to convey. It's it's a complicated world. <laughs> it just, is. And it's just, it's, it's scary. And it's almost kind of like, I wish that, like when you're in college, they make you like upload your papers to some website where it's scanned. I wish they had that for (laughs) like people and be like, oh my God, can I just upload this and make sure that I don't have any like similar 
people are phrasing and it's and in romance that's almost kind of hard too because there's only so many ways that you can say certain phrases before you mm-hmm. end up repeating something and you're not taking it from somebody intentionally but how many times can you say like that they you know in ways that people have sex like you can only say so many things so many different ways before it becomes repetitive. And then you're trying to find different ways to say it. And then the next thing you know, you've taken something from someone else and then you're getting in trouble. Yeah. So it's, it's terrifying. And it's just, that is like literally, it's like my worst nightmare. I will, if somebody ever says like, oh my God, will you plagiarize this? I would think I would just crawl in a hole and die and never come back out. Cause I would not know how to react. No, I wouldn't either. But then, so what's been your favorite part about crossing that line from like reader to writer? Um, I think it's kind of like seeing things from the other side. Like for me, it was fun. Like I loved connecting with authors. Like if I read something that I really loved, I loved like messaging an author to say, oh my gosh, I really love that. Or like just talking to them about their books. I ended up, um, Christy Pastori writes, um she writes a lot of different things but when I was reading back in oh my god I think it was like maybe 2016 2017 I remember when it was but she had a book coming out called Wicked Gentleman which hit all the tropes that I loved and I saved it to my TBR to read on family vacation that year I read it I started messaging with her I've made her become my friend we are like friends in real life um but to just kind of to see that from the other side and to have people messaging me or emailing me or responding to my newsletter. So to be on the other side of that has probably been like one of my most favorite things about it to like interact on that flip side. Now, instead of me reaching out to authors, it's people reaching out to me saying like, Hey, I loved your words. I loved what you did with this person's story or I loved that person's story it's been that has probably been hands down my favorite thing I love that because you're you're talking about that and I I mean I'm the reader that does that I reach out to authors and let them know and I've built friendships with a lot of authors in fact one of my author friends came out here last week with her family to look at moving out here like in my my neighborhood so I'm just excited like it's just it can be a fantastic community when the toxicity is just kind of left on right (laughs) um and that side of the community is just like the best it's and it has to be for you coming from being a reader first and doing that and then now receiving it's just gotta be like most rewarding feeling ever right well, that, and I love the relationships that I built with people who are kind of in the same boat as I am, like with, yeah. with Alina and Brianna, like the friendships and the support that I get from them, because they're doing the same thing that I'm doing. They know, you know, that it's hard. Like after you've worked a day job, you got to come home and sit down and try to figure out how to fix a mess that you've written like to be able to message them and say like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel like doing this. And Alina's like, get your ass up and sit down at your computer and do it. I'm like, okay. She's and the then, best and then I do it. I know. And then I do it. And then I feel better once I'm done. I'm like, like, thank God. Like I have people that are in my corner and then I know that I can count on to push me when I know that I just don't want to do it. 
It's because if not, I wouldn't do it. Like I am, I'm the worst procrastinator in the entire year, which is why it took me two years to get my first book out. Like after yeah. it came back from developmental edits, I cried about it for two months. And then I was like, God, I don't want to do anything with this. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did this. <laughs> and then to turn, and then for it to become what it became two years later, it's like, thank God I did it. Thank God I have the people who were behind me pushing me to do it because my my dreams are their dreams in some way that they yeah, want they to see, see you succeed right exactly so it's like getting those you know make sure that you have like the right people in your corner because if I didn't have them that and like the support that I have at home if I didn't have that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing and I wouldn't be following some weird dream I had when I was in like elementary school about wanting to write because I used to write weird stories for my teachers (laughs) and now I'm like like okay like I really want to do this I want to you know I want to see my name with New York Times bestseller at the end of it or Wall Street Journal bestselling author like those people pushing you to do your goals like if I didn't have them I wouldn't be doing any of it funny story about Brianna (laughs) and time Uh uh-oh we, I just moved out here from Arizona last summer and I reached out to her about the area because she has kids, we have kids and I wanted to know like best school districts. I don't even live 10 minutes away from her and we still have not gotten together yet. Oh my God. <laughs> you will soon. I know. Because I will be there. Um, I will be there in two weeks. We constantly, we constantly have talked about like meeting up to get coffee or something. And it's just like with our kids, it's, it, it's, it's so tough. And right. then, you know, everything else on top of that, you throw in your life. So yeah, she's right. like 10 minutes away from me. I'm forcing oh gosh, her to go so see funny. Brianna because I'm driving back from Boulder to Colorado Springs with Erica. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And going to stay with yeah. Brianna. <laughs> well, and then I found out like there's, so Stevie's in Maryland, I'm in Maryland, and there's several other authors that I know that I that I like and read that are in Maryland so I'm like trying so hard not to like Facebook message them and be like can we please like have like this whole like indie author meet up because you should though Natasha like, Bishop I'm is here being, I'm tired Natasha of like, Bishop being will down do it. here okay I will have to message her I'll yeah, be like down here should. with like no but just sitting in my basement writing by myself that's what my friend my friend who wants to move out here I told her during the day when I'm working I'm gonna be like come sit keep me company and write while I work and she's like okay (laughs) I'm trying to think of who else is out here Leah Cole is here yep um yeah because when she did her Annapolis theory I don't remember why I Facebook messaged her no it wasn't Facebook it was Instagram and then she, she, it was like right when she first started writing the Annapolis Harbor, I was like, oh my God, Annapolis, that's where I am. She was like, oh. I, was like, oh, I actually Annapolis. love Annapolis. We had the best time favorite. while she was writing that series because of course she's like, you know, the bar, you know what bar I'm talking about, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've been there. I was like, I grew up going to Acme Bar and Grill all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and that's like where Margo's building her second, the second Busy Bee. I was like trying to think like downtown Annapolis, like obviously you've got to get it on Main Street. Right. But where on Main Street? So where I have it configured, it's if you know where McGarvey's is, mm-hmm. there's it's like McGarvey's and there's another bar, and then there's that strip where Chipotle, I think it's not Ben and Jerry's, there's like an ice cream shop. It's, it's like, like Roosters right, or something that's right there. 
it's not like so. I, I know that there's an ice cream shop there but it's like it's literally like right on dock side I think it's what it's called that's where her shop is her little fictional shop is like right in there I've gotten rid of some store and that's where it is <laughs> so how far are you two section. from each other uh I think we figure this out I think we're like what 45 minutes to an hour yeah probably 45 I know minutes traffic <laughs> traffic yeah, depending traffic, on that traffic traffic sure. over an hour <laughs> Yeah. yeah traffic is definitely over an hour so and I have like my brother lives in the inner harbor of Baltimore and just five minutes of, from me. <laughs> right so a lot of um and he actually he just moved so he's actually on the other he's in um not Fells Point uh Federal Hill he's over in Federal even Hill closer to me um oh my god so he um I kind of want to like give him a copy of my book and have him just walk around Fells Point and just snap <laughs> pictures that where like I imagined like things happening just so I can have it. I told Leah, Leah sent but, me, um, I think it is perfect for you, which is book three in her Annapolis Harbor series and mm -hmm. it's the football player. Okay. So, I told her that I would, she actually sent me four of the books and I was supposed to, I'm supposed to go downtown and I'm supposed to take pictures. And just them. walk around and take pictures. Yep. <laughs> well, when you do that, let me know and I'll meet you and we'll can, we can go to like Iron Rooster for lunch or something. Yes, please. Cause I want, I need Pop-Tarts. We had them, we had like a parent's day out um, a few weeks ago. And I was like, look, we don't have our children. I hate going in there with them because they're so picky. And it's like, why am I going to take my kids into that kind of restaurant when they're just going to want to eat like chicken nuggets? Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with chicken nuggets because sometimes they just hit the spot. But I was like, I want a cocktail in the middle of the afternoon. I want a damn Pop-Tart and I want to eat some really good food. So we, that's where we ended up. Oh yeah, they like do like homemade pop hearts. They're Ooh. so good, so good. I'm jealous. So, but they have locations like in and out. Annapolis was like their original one, and then they have like more locations now. But the Annapolis is like the OG place. I love it. I haven't been to Maryland in fourteen years. <laughs> Oh I used God. to live in Virginia Beach and so okay. and then had to drive up there like every other week in that area to is it Davidson Air Force Base? Davidsonville? Oh yeah. Andrews Air Force Base. Andrews Air Force Base. Andrews. Davis, yeah, right there. <laughs> I was like, there's something around there. That's the city. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun because that traffic in Northern Virginia, where like six flags is, will come mm -hmm. to a dead stop. It's for awesome. like dead stop and then you also had points where you couldn't get on base or leave base depending on what air force one or the helicopters right. and stuff were doing so it was like the worst thing to have to do on a friday every few weeks oh my god that's so, so awful and i like yeah. I had like never been so happy so like when i was in college i commuted in and out of dc for seven years Mm -hmm. which wasn't terrible and then when I started working in Virginia I was like I did the DC commute like Virginia should be not like no problem no I hated I hated every second of it and it didn't matter like where you went there was just traffic yeah. everywhere like you couldn't <laughs> escape it even so, and then even 
in Southern Virginia, it's like that. In the whole Norfolk Virginia Beach area, it was like that as well too. Well, and we had like the company that I worked for, we had a concrete plant down in Boydton, which is Southern Virginia, like right before North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and that traffic going out, like I had to go there a few times and I was like, I like got into like this small little town and there was so much traffic. Like, what the hell? It was like, why is there traffic like this? This is a, like a rural area. Like, get out of here. It was. I awful. feel like it dissipates so as soon as you hit North Carolina, though. Because <laughs> I, I lived it there probably as well, did. too. And I didn't, I didn't have an issue when I lived in North Carolina at all. But I feel like the traffic was from was... there all the way up to like New York. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you go on 95, that stretch is just. <laughs> it's so awful. And I like was. I. I rejoiced so much when I quit that job. And then the job that I'm working at now, it's, it's seven minutes from door to door. It's the most amazing nice. thing ever. I, <laughs> so amazing. I roll out of bed. <laughs> That's what my husband does. He like, it's so funny. Like he'll get out, he works in our basement and he's like, my commute to work is so hard. I'm like, oh, you got to walk down the basement. Avoid the traffic jam through the kitchen. <laughs> it's so funny you mentioned that. You could really put that frustration of that traffic into a book for one of your characters (laughs) so too because it's just it's one of those like relatable things that I think most people have experienced and hate and that's it that's what I ended up doing with um for Margot because she she lives in Baltimore City but was commuting to Annapolis to open up the second shop and luckily the person that she's renting the building from he owns the whole building which includes a loft above the shop so she moves into the loft and it's like I hate this traffic I can't do it anymore like I can't keep going from you know the busy bee in Baltimore to the busy bee in Annapolis and going back and forth it's too much so she ends up renting out her townhouse um, and moving into the shop Unto the loft above the shop is what Shanzo doing, and her main concern was because of the traffic. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it was the traffic it was too much. You couldn't handle it. And she's like, "Girl, I can't blame you. I get it." <laughs> well, Gemma, it has been fantastic chatting with you. We, I love like every little insight you've given us, and just appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you. I'm so excited that you guys asked me to come on finally we got her one after (laughs) and we can't and I can't wait for never stop loving you so we'll definitely um you know be sharing closer to when that comes out so people can keep an eye as well so hopefully hopefully I can get my stuff together and it'll come out on release day when I want it to because if not then I've got some problems (laughs) well thank you again for being here with us yeah thank you